Hi guys, Nathan here from Fitline Business Solutions. Uh, today we're going to cover off probably one of the most common things I get asked about and, and probably one of the most misunderstood when it comes to to having any part of your business online and that that's SEO. Uh, so for those unfamiliar with that term, it's search engine optimization, which basically means when people search for a word or a phrase or a product, how high you show up in, in those rankings, whether it be Google or whether it be Bing or, or whatever search engine the person's using. Now, if you're doing SEO for your business or you're looking at it, chances are you're thinking a lot about which of those keywords you want to focus on. Now, you've probably got a good idea which ones are going to be the most important or which ones you think will be the most important to you. You might even have a certain you know, golden keyword that you're looking at using and, and thinking to yourself, well, you know, if I can actually rank on that first page or I can rank number one, that's going to change my entire business. But without breaking any hearts too early on, um, you, you're probably wrong. Look, I, I've heard my whole life in, you know, in, in roles I've done and it's a general, you know, concept of sales is the customer is always right. But when it comes to SEO, generally the customer's very wrong. Now, most clients focus too much on that ranking to start with. So rather than conversations with your customers, generating leads or, or an actual return on, on what that ranking is going to do for you. Now, most SEO clients out there are dead wrong when it comes to which keywords to focus on. There's so many examples of people that have got off on the wrong track in the first place by just selecting the wrong keywords and the wrong SEO strategy. So, look, I mean, the the basis of, of keyword strategy originally basically come down to, to three concepts or, or three pillars, I guess. Now, the first one of those is relevance. So, what relevance does that keyword have to your business so if you if you run a supplement store you you know you're going to look at things like gold standard way you're going to look at supplements you're going to look at health wellness you know whatever it may be now the problem we have is when you use keywords that aren't relevant to your business so if you use a keyword say like i said gold standard way and you don't stock gold standard way will it drive traffic to you Yes, it will for people looking for that product or looking for supplements in general. But when they get there and find that you don't actually stock the product, you're going to get a detrimental effect there. Now, the second one that we look at is search volume. Now, that's a pretty simple one to understand. Why bother looking, you know, looking at keywords that aren't searched for much? So you don't want to get too niche with these things. Now, the last one is, is competitiveness. So, basically wanting a keyword with low competition. Now, to give you an example of why that's important and why it's very crucial to pick the right keywords, if you do a quick search, and I've done a couple here. Now, if you do a search for supplements, you come back with 190 million results. If you do a search for personal trainer, you come back with 267 million results. Now, to look at the, even just the nicheness of it, I guess, if you Google prep coach, you come back with 48.5 million results. Now, whilst it's still a massive number, it's less than 20% of if someone just searches for personal trainer. Okay, so 
that's basically that that result number is what you're competing against so making it into the top three which is where the majority generally speaking the majority of traffic goes is easier to do if there's only a hundred thousand web pages rather than a hundred million okay so now that's how SEO um, and I guess the general understanding of keyword strategies come from now in the sort of new paradigm of it I guess you still want to focus on relevance search volume and competitiveness but you need some subtle differences in your approach now the reason you need to change your approach is because the internet's changed and it continues to change in two really basic ways size and the potential clients and customers and now the the propensity for them to use uh, natural search language so the number of websites and web pages is growing dramatically in the last 10 years now at the end of the day Google's only going to display X amount on the first page there's only going to be number one it's been that way from the beginning and it will be that way to the end now the big change has come from an SEO perspective is that 10 years ago it was pretty much unknown whereas now everybody's an expert everybody knows how to do it okay so the online marketing landscape is considerably different and more competitive and hard to break into now that it was you know even 12 months ago or two years ago or five years ago so what matters even more now is how people are changing their search habits so when we look at and think about this yourself how often do you search for things using Google now think what percentage of that is on a mobile or is on a desktop okay so so most people now are searching on their mobile to take that a step further now people are just hitting the hitting the home button and they're asking Siri where can I buy this they're not hitting the the button and saying to Siri gold standard way they're not hitting the button and saying personal trainer they're saying things like where can I find a personal trainer on the Gold Coast or what's the cheapest place to buy X product now as that continues to progress like I said the, the keywords are changing so instead of searching for Gold Coast supplement store when, when looking to find a, a supplement store on the Gold Coast they're more likely saying or, or typing in even where's the nearest supplement store and, and allowing Google and location services to dictate they're on the Gold Coast and coming back so that's a natural language search so the rise of those and and the trending I guess towards towards longer keyword phrases is is just getting you know exponentially higher short generic keywords still dominate in that each one is going to get you a lot of traffic but the trend is is going downward um, I mean if you have a look on Google Trends you can actually have a look and, and see how much short keywords have dropped off with you know with the increase I guess in, in natural language searches now where are all these searches going so the trend can be understood um, and I guess the easiest way to explain it is is a long tail now this is a concept from Chris Anderson um, initially started out as an article on the website wired 
and, and then actually grew into a book. Now, the concept of the long tail as it applies to SEO and keywords is that a small number of keywords are searched for a lot. Now, a lot of keywords are searched for a little. So the, the more specific, the more niche keywords, you're going to find less people typing those in. Now, the keywords that are searched for a lot, so the high volume ones, are the body. The keywords that search for a little uh, are the long tail, essentially. So when you add up the total number of searches in the long tail, it can actually be quite a lot larger than the searches in the body. Now, you know, using the concept further of this long tail, relevance, search volume and competitiveness still matter. In fact, they probably matter even more. But the keyword strategies used to reach searches has definitely changed. Now, the goal used to be to target a small number of somewhat relevant search terms, each of which would drive you that high volume of traffic that you're searching for. Now, today with the prevalence of you know, successful keyword strategies and you think about the hundreds of thousands of, of potential keywords out there and keyword phrases out there, each of those will only drive a moderate amount of traffic. However, the, the, the keyword phrases which use natural language are, high, are highly relevant. They're going to drive more traffic and they're more likely to convert people as well because they've asked a question and you've provided an answer. Now, there are many research tools out there and there's even more ways to, you know, to go about structuring this natural language strategy. Now, covering this in depth is probably a topic for another podcast, but the short answer is that the best long tail SEO strategy dovetails with an effective content marketing strategy. Now, think about it about the websites you go to, um, you know, the things you look at. Content at the end of the day is king. There's no point directing someone or driving someone to your site if there's nothing there of relevance to them. Now, the, the hard thing is finding out what's relevant and, and understanding and accepting that it may not necessarily line up with what you think it is. Now, the easiest way to get started on that is by asking your customers a couple of really simple questions, okay? So, what questions did you have during the process of researching us or what drove you to us now what made you trust us so what drove you to actually contact us what what prompted that and what made you feel like we could help you out now why did you choose our products which is a little bit different to why did you trust us so where did our prof products as a product differentiate themselves and also Probably most importantly to understand how people that have interacted and are interacting with, with your business online, what have you learned since, since using our product or service that you wish you had known before? Now that last one's a really important answer because that allows you to see, okay, my customers are now finding this out that they wish they found out before. Beautiful. Perfect opportunity to give your customers more information build on that trust, and differentiate your products. Now, those answers uh, will provide you with a massive amount of information you can use to, you know, to create things like your, your blogs or your articles, infographics, white paper downloads are another one, popular one, and, and pretty much any contact that'll get in, that will get indexed and picked up by search engines. Now, these are things that are important because they're going to show up when people search for your site. So 
when someone types in what you know where's where's the nearest supplement shop and they come across a page or or they say you know who's the local PT and they come across a page and and you've got you know the first article there is extremely relevant to you know the everyday sort of mum and dad that wants to get fit and wants to get healthy they're going to be drawn to you you're giving them something for nothing you you're sort of pulling them into your um you know your your field of perspective i guess now we're ready now to you know to answer the right question i, I said you know with the rankings being the wrong question the answer is you know it depends how how important is seo depends now it's frustrating but it's a truth. So, so what does it depend on? Well, it basically depends on how long your website's been around, how much SEO has been done on it previously, what the website is like. Um, a little footnote here, if you're using a Wix or a Squarespace or something like that, you are going to get absolutely hammered by Google search and not in a good way. That's just a real simple thing. Now, the other things to keep in mind too, how much content you've got on there. Like I said, you only want people coming to your website if there's something there of value that they can they can take away from it. Now, if two websites are starting from the same place and they're in the same industry competing for the same customers, this can make all the difference. So the little things, the little one percenters, if you will, that you can put in there. So you, you're looking at tailored content. You're looking at, you know, download simple one-page white papers on on products or services it doesn't need to be specific just generic things a basic overview of a product you know all these things are going to make a difference when it comes to your seo now i'll give you a scenario um basically of sort of you know the the big question is how long does all this take now depending on the website and you know depending on your budget it can take sort of you know, six to 12 months before you will see any real, real tangible results, I guess. Now, I'm going to break it down sort of pretty quickly and just run through this basic scenario for you. So that first month, it, you know, is going to be your research and discovery, auditing your website, looking at what you're doing now, looking at what sort of keywords and natural language phrases people are going to be using. Now, if you can do that pretty quickly, those technical changes you can start and, and the things that you need to do in the background can start pretty quickly. Uh, in other cases, look, depending how far you want to take that research and discovery phase, it, it can last as long as you want. But essentially, you want to be getting some, some relevant feedback from that and some actionable items pretty quickly. Now, month two, we're looking at starting, so that, that technical sort of background work. So this is making modifications to the websites based on what you found found in those audits. Now in some cases you'll need to completely rebuild a website and that can, you know, comes back to sort of how long is a piece of string. Other simple things you can do, working on link profiles, building content. Now these can all be done while that, that overall is happening. It doesn't need to be, you know, complete step A before you start step B if you like. Now if you find yourself in an overhaul situation like that, you'll be doing SEO but you won't be seeing any results from it at all. So you're going to be thinking about these things when you're creating your content but you're not going to see a deliverable right now. So since those changes are being made, 
you can still continue to grow and you can still still continue to find find what's fluid and and find I guess your voice when it comes to posts because whilst you want to appeal to the broader section of the community you don't want to lose your difference maker or what makes people come to you now moving into that third month you're going to start focusing really on the content creation now you might have had a framework you might have had some topics and ideas you want to cover but this is things like your blogging so you you might do a weekly blog on on your athletes or your clients or a new product another thing you can look at doing is frequently asked questions which is great because it, it puts those searches that people are looking for what's the best pre-workout you can cover that off in your faq it doesn't need to directly answer them you know, you don't need to make a recommendation on what that best product is, but giving an explanation of how you answer that question when someone's face-to-face, if you can do that online as well, it's going to drive traffic. It's going to get you seen not just by consumers, but by search engines as a resource of knowledge. People are going to reference you, which is a great thing, and I'll go into more a little bit later. Now, ideally, you've, you've got a pretty good idea with the content creation now. The big restriction generally is budgets as to what can be done. So and unless you're willing to sit down and put the time into learning HTML tags and learning sort of what you need to do on the website, you're going to be generally restricted by budget. Now, this being the case, you might need to sort of stage your rollout, I guess. Now, if, if you're consulting with someone, a web developer or an SEO guru or, you know, whoever it may be, you want to talk to them about what's going to get the, the best out of that quickly. Now, you're going to start seeing when you start rolling this out, you will get website leads, um, generally fairly quickly. Now, it pretty much comes back to potluck when you're starting out. Now, if if that's translating into solid leads and sales, even better. But don't get too caught up if you're still not getting sales. Now, when, when we step into month four, you're going to look at continuing that content evolution. So you're going to look at putting some more things up and you're going to look at refining what you're doing on a technical level. And hopefully you're going to be developing a, a quality network on your website where one thing leads into another quite easily. Now, by this time, you should be starting to see a, a, a pretty solid increase in rankings and traffic and obviously the leads coming from those. Look, it won't be anywhere close to what you'll get 12 months into your SEO, but it, sh- it should be something where you notice a pickup there. Now, when we start moving into sort of the, you know, the, the months five and six of this, you process may have started incorporating, if it hasn't already, social media management to amplify your content and increase the traffic there. Now, the world we live in is very social-driven. People don't want to buy because an ad word tells them to buy or because there's an ad pops up on their screen. They want to buy because their friends are buying it. They want to feel like they're part of that little collective. Now, this is where you can start tying in not only from your social media to your website by obviously sharing your articles, um, you know, sharing your blog posts, directing people with sales through there, through you know things like Shopify buy buttons are a really good um, avenue to do that. But also working back the other way, so you want to provide information and content 
that's getting people to talk to their friends about it. They're sharing it on social media. They're going, they're reading your article and they're going, hey, this is really, really good. My friends need to hear about this. Okay, this comes back to understanding your customers and why you're going, why they're going to your site and understanding that traffic. Now, as much as I've said it before, you're still creating content. Okay, so you can't just throw a big swath of content on the website and expect that to do all the work. You should be continually creating that content. Okay, so with your conversion rates, this is this is where you start getting in because you're seeing this increased traffic, and you need to sit down and have a really solid look and a really honest, um, you know, top-down view of these conversions. Where are they coming from? What are they leading to? You know, am I selling my my platinum plan or am I selling my little starter pack that I don't make so much money out of? Now, when when you take a look at these things, try and understand why. Uh, there's a lot of software programs and there's a, there's a lot of capability out there to understand how someone tracks through your website or how someone navigates through your website. You need to be utilizing these. You need to understand when someone types in www.yourwebsite.com or they type in where do I find X in this location and they get to your website what do they see on the first page where do they go to and you need to work out how you make that attractive to get them to your desired endpoint so where you want them to be whether it's buying whether it's reading whether it's you know anything like that now the reason I've went with six months on that sort of basic timeline is that's the general answer when you speak to an SEO firm. So you speak to a company that goes out and says, you know, we're wizards at this, we're great at it, hand us over some money, um, it'll take six months. That's that's generally pretty accurate. But you need to bear in mind that when you start seeing results, you can't just stop there, okay? So whatever results you're getting in six months' time should be considerably less than what you'll get in 12 or what you'll get in 24 months. Okay, at some point you may see these results taper off and then you need to have a look at what's caused this. Have the assumptions you made your initial SEO on six months ago, are they still relevant, are they still valid? And if not, you need to move from there and, and go, okay, what is going to draw me that traffic? Now, the biggest thing I come across is you know, in a consulting space is that people underestimate the amount of time and money it actually takes to be successful with SEO. Um, are you going to have a number one rank by tomorrow? No. Does it matter how much money you spend? No. Um, you know, it's basically that simple. Now, success by any standard rarely comes within the first three months. It, you know, if we're, if we're being perfectly honest here, it doesn't matter how much you throw at SEO within, you know, the realms of... Um, being reasonable here now there's companies that will will start and will go in with a bang and then after a couple of months they go you know what we we can't justify our roi or, or return on investment for it so we shit canned it now two things that tells me one they had no idea what they were getting themselves into and two they didn't necessarily budget on what was actually required quite often people will come to me and, and, you know, this is the, well, the reason why I'm doing this podcast, really. Quite often people will come to me and say, okay, I want to be, you know, ranked on the first page of Google. I want to give you 500 bucks and I want that to happen. Uh, it, it doesn't work that way, you know, essentially. 
Now, most companies are looking at this. They're looking at it as a cheap, um, you know, a cheap and an easy way out as compared to advertising on Facebook, as compared to, you know, the AdWords I mentioned before. Now, if you're going to go out and you think, you know, I'm going to get SEO up and running, it's going to take three months and it's all going to be great, don't throw your money away. Honestly, don't start. You can, there's, there's plenty of other avenues you can, you can put that money into where you will get that good feeling of seeing a return on investment straight away. Uh, as a long term, will that return on investment be as great as if you done SEO properly? No. As a you know, 99% thing, no, it won't be. So if you're going to go into it, understand the time that it takes. Understand the money that it will cost you and trust that the results will come. Now, when we start talking about money, um, and this is this is generally the big breaker for things, and this is more often than not for most people that are that are stepping outside their own company to to get someone to do SEO. This is going to be the big big game changer for them. Now, if if you're an Apple, uh, you're going to be spending hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars a month on a whole heap of activities that are related to SEO. Chances are you've got an office with a hundred people somewhere sitting there to to work on your SEO and that is their job. Now, if you're the only person in your small town that sells a specific product, then you're probably not going to need an awful lot done with your website to, to significantly improve where, where your standings are now. Now, for someone like that, you're looking at maybe a couple of hundred dollars to get, you know, essentially a bulletproof little setup to, to get you going. Now, most people are obviously going to fall between those two extremes. So, bearing in mind that these costs are going to be approximate, and, you know, it comes back to how long is a piece of string. You're going to generally get charged by consultants on a, on a per hour rate, so you need to understand that these are going to vary. But, I mean, we'll have a look at some basic tiers. Now, there's there's probably four real tiers, I guess, that, that you see in... Uh, in, in terms of a monthly cost, now sort of the, around that two hundred to two hundred to five hundred dollar mark, you're looking at that being for small businesses that are relatively limited geographically. Um, if you're a PT or you're a retail store that doesn't want to do e-commerce, then this is you, because you can only you know provide your services to people in a certain area. So you only really need to focus on that. There's no use trying to take on the world when you can't service them. Now, when we step up into the, into the next tier of that, so we're, we're talking now sort of the 500 to the the $2,000 a month mark. So this is, again, if, if you're fairly geographically limited, but there's a big population, so you're talking about, you know, a capital city or, or a Gold Coast, then that budget should you know, be pretty solid for local marketing. Um, I mean, depending on the size of your business, this is where the variables come into play, okay? You can, for, for that amount of money, you can launch a national campaign depending on level of competition. Or that money may only get you, you know, into the top three of whatever your business is in the local area. Now, to, to go above that, and we, we talk sort of the two to $5,000 a month range, I uh, don't doubt that some of you sitting there at the moment thinking, shit, this is getting expensive. Yeah, it is. 
if your target market is, you know, a regional, so we're talking about, you know, state level, let's say, okay, then, then you're looking at a minimum of 2000 a month, realistically, to get a decent SEO setup that's, that's going to work and is actually going to deliver something, that's, that's what you're looking at. If you can find someone that promises you that for cheaper, by all means, have a talk to them, but understand what you're getting and what the deliverables are from your consultant. Now, if you're looking at anything above that, we're, we're starting to get into the realm of national and international companies that, that aren't really focused on a niche audience. Now, I've seen this happen in Australia specifically where there is um, a supplement chain that from my understanding actually employs two people to to manage their website in in terms of design and in terms of SEO so you're looking around $120,000 a month uh, sorry $120,000 a year there just in staff costs that's before you've done any content creation that's before you've you know outsourced any photography videography any of your hosting, anything like that, any tricky modules you want to put in your website, $120,000 a year. And I can tell you right now, if you type in supplements into Google, they're not on the first page. So you need to, you need to understand, I guess, that if, you, if you're getting into the SEO space to play, then it's a big pond. And chances are, if, if, you're look, if you're the type of person that wants to look at it and go, I want to spend 500 bucks on SEO and be done with it, you're, you know, you're, you're the extreme little fish in that pond. So you need to keep those things in mind. The other thing, regardless of whether you're paying 200 a month, 10000 a month, 100000 a month, understand what the deliverables are. Get those on paper. Get, get your consultant to write down, this is what I'm going to deliver and this is how we're going to do it and this is my project scope and this is my project timeline. Otherwise, you can just end up in this constant spin cycle of not knowing what you're paying for, where it's going or when you should be seeing results. Now, the other thing I spoke about this earlier is, is that initial SEO audit, Okay. So once again, you do need to pay for that um, unless you want to sit down and go through it yourself if you're comfortable to do so. But what you're going to pay for this again depends on what you're buying. So a basic SEO audit and you know, depending on the number of pages on your website, what content you've got on there, what you're trying to do with it, you're looking anywhere from sort of the $500 to $2,000 mark. Now this is going to be a once-off and it's generally going to be on top of whatever monthly you're retaining, you may pay this firm. Now, the idea behind this document is to find out what's happening with the website now. Okay, so understanding the URL structure, understanding the coding behind it, the content, the layout, how easy is it to navigate, and all these other factors. But at the end of it, you should have a general uh, a guideline, a, a a document that tells you what you need to focus on, where you need to be, how things need to be set out. They can even, if you're someone that uses a WordPress or a Joomla, they can even write, you know, template pages for you, which you which are quite handy if you're not sort of the most tech-savvy person there. Now, this is probably a good way if, you, if you're looking at someone and you're going, geez, I'm going to give this guy two grand a month to do my SEO. 
get them initially just to do an audit and and see what I mean you're going to get some you know some solid takeaways out of that regardless but you're going to see also what they give back and they you're going to see the information that they're going to give you and you're going to understand sort of how they work I guess and and how you're going to work with them as a relationship because make no mistake when you're working with someone on a long-term project like this it, it is a relationship it works two ways and you need to have a really good feel of whether you're going to be able to work with this company ongoing and, and how easy that's going to be. Now, once you get past that sort of basic, I guess, starter SEO audit, you, you can look into further detail. Now, this is going to be a step-by-step manual on everything that needs to be done on every single one of your pages, and it's going to take out all the guesswork, okay? So it's it's going to... You know, basically be a how-to book on the way your website exists now, how to do SEO, and it's going to be tailored for you. You know, this is going to be a document that can go into the hundreds of pages. Now, I wouldn't recommend one of these for a client unless they were absolutely not going to, you know, work as an ongoing thing, purely because it's, you know, it's overkill. It's... It could easily, you know, take me all day to explain the amount of depth you can go into a detailed audit. But essentially, if you know, if if you're looking at a basic audit, you're going to be able to pick up a lot of good wins there. If you want to sit down and and, and go into detail further, then you need to sit down with your consultant or whoever it is you engage, and and ask them about what other things you should be looking at, or ask them, you know, what would it be worth looking at some other options there? Okay. So, I mean, that, that gives a basic rundown of pricing, um, you know, and the general tiers they sort of sit in. Now, some, some people and some firms will work on an hourly basis, and, you, and you're probably going to be paying, you know, anywhere between 100 and 200 bucks an hour for that. So you need to keep that in mind as well. When you start talking about that, you tie that back into if you're paying someone $200 an hour and they're charging you $500 a month for your SEO, then you're probably only going to get about, you know, maybe two hours out of them, if that. So you need to keep that in mind when you're looking at these per month or per weekly costs. Don't expect this person to be sitting there nine to five working on your website because it's just not going to happen. Now, you know, whilst this has sort of probably been pretty eye-opening to most of you and it it may have put, you know, a bit of a negative spin on, on what your thoughts are with SEO, the, the best thing I can advise is get out there and research it. Um, I mean, SEO isn't rocket science. It's by no means easy. But yes, you can get out there and you can look at what you need to do yourself and you can start off with the basics, you know. And, and when you start getting those basics down right and done well and you're converting leads and you're making money off that, then all of a sudden that value proposition becomes a really easy decision to justify for your business so look i'm going to wrap it up here guys i hope that's sort of told you a little bit about you know the i guess the witchcraft behind seo um as always if you've got any any further questions or you've got any topics you'd like covered flick me an email at uh, nathan at fitline.com or, or shoot me a message on facebook and uh be more than happy to help you out thanks guys